How's it going, everybody? This is Cooper here on the Mountaineer Media Podcast. I thank you for tuning in each and every week. And we wanted to start this week with some breaking news. So if you follow us on social media, you may have saw that we're launching another podcast, Two Sides of the Same Mountain. Now, what is that, Cooper? Well, all right, hear me out. So in West Virginia, right, for us to usher in a new era of prosperity, we must find common ground, come to reasonable consensus, and move forward by working together. Two Sides of the Same Mountain is a bi-monthly podcast that will be hosted by two West Virginia House of Delegates members, Joshua Higabogam, a Republican, and Kayla Young, a Democrat. On this podcast, they will discuss current events in the news, they will debate and analyze policy, and share their points of view on what will allow West Virginia to succeed in the 21st century. The goal is to build bridges, not moats, and find opportunities for collaboration, for understanding, for teamwork, and ultimately results for all West Virginians. So two sides of the same mountain symbolizes that yes, we do have two political parties in this country, but at the end of the day, we're all West Virginians and we all inhibit the same Appalachian rolling mountains. So we hope you'll tune in. This will be out in a few short weeks, two sides of the same mountain. We all remember when we got that first stimulus check from the federal government. Some of us put it in the bank, bought a new phone, maybe a PlayStation 5. Others, of course, used it to pay bills because of struggles COVID-19 provided. But one Charleston man took it and did something a little different. Matt Hammock turned that $1,200 into a thriving small business. Oh My Greens is an indoor farming company that grows microgreens with a 100% organic method. So what's a microgreen? It's a young vegetable harvested when it's one to three inches tall because that's when it's most nutritious. Yeah, so picture a piece of broccoli. Matt sells broccoli microgreens that are healthier and the size of your pinky. Yeah, I wish I would have known that when I was about four or five years old. Would have saved me a lot of trouble at the dinner table, but I get it. It sounds like a completely bizarre, out of this world story, but it's true and Matt has turned it into a thriving business. He just opened up a second location in Indianapolis, actually. So all of those questions you've got right now buzzing around your head, stick around. We answer them all with Matt. You'll probably even pick up a good healthy tip or two as well. So let's get to it. The powerful Matt Hammock is this week's guest. Mace, hit the music. does not always shine in West Virginia, but the people always do. Okay, everybody, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Mountaineer Media Podcast. CJ here, Cooper, as always, with me. And then our guest today, Matt Hammock. Matt, what's going on, dude? How are you? Doing well, doing well. How you guys doing? Pretty well. Good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, we're good, man. So you are the uh, the entrepreneur of the year, I think. You you took uh, a check that the federal government gave you and you turned it into a booming small business, man. That is pretty. That's pretty cool. I mean, do you ever stop and think about like, wow, we have come a long way in a very short amount of time? Yes, 
yeah, just this morning, I'm sitting there reflecting on that, on, you know, knowing that I'm about to be on this podcast and just looking back at, you know, it's really not been that long, especially for where we're at right now. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe talk us, walk us through how it all happened because we all got these checks from the federal government, these stimulus checks, and you, you took, was it the $600 or the $1,200 check? It was the, yeah, 1200 Yeah. And then, so what happened? What, what happened after that? You know, so at that time, uh, you know, really over the whole last year during COVID, I started getting a lot more health conscious. Um, you know, you have a lot more time at home. You're sitting and reflecting on your own life. And I just, you know, started kind of realizing I want to do something that, you know, means a lot to me. And I didn't really know what it was. Well, uh, around the same time as getting that stimulus check, I started looking into superfoods and just experimenting around with them for personal use. And, uh, you know, some of my family got on board with it. And I was like, you know, I could I could probably make a business out of this. And, and I got that stimulus check. And I'm like, you know, I don't actually need this for or anything. I still work, you know, a job. So yeah, I was like, you know, I'm gonna start a company with this check. And sure enough, I did. And it, it took off really quick. You know, I got my return on it. And I think probably a couple weeks. So then it just, you know, I just started scaling it bigger and bigger week by week. And, um, and it's just been working out really well. So so for, for the listeners uh, that are maybe just a little bit unfamiliar, is it what's the what's the name of the business that you started? So my business is Oh My Greens. Oh My Greens. So you were so pre-pandemic, you were somewhat like, I mean, were you knowledgeable about like growing food and like in health conscious stuff? Or then it was the pandemic. You said like you were thinking about your life, your health, your mortality, all the things that we are all kind of going through. Is that where that started? Or you already kind of been like, you know what, like I'm skilled, like I have skills and, you know, this sort of thing. And I want to turn it into a business or did it all happen at once? Yeah, no, I was definitely very knowledgeable with, uh, you know, cultivating and, uh, you know, gardening and stuff probably for the last uh, about three years since I moved here to West Virginia. I got very in tune with, uh, you know, Mother Nature, farming, gardening, all of that. So, mm-hmm. okay, you know, so you, pretty, so you know pretty knowledgeable like base. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and maybe you can even go into depth a little bit about what is a microgreen because I feel like that's a term that maybe some people have heard and then they're just like it's like a buzzword it's like yeah microgreens yeah yeah that makes sense maybe you can even explain what a microgreen is hydroponic yeah. that's a word that comes to mind I have no idea what that means but that, that sounds like that's like related like yeah so we don't grow them hydroponically and okay. yeah a lot of people they don't know what <laughs> Good guess though. microgreens I mean... <laughs> are <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know a lot of people don't know what they are and if they have had them they've probably had them uh maybe in like fine dining establishments just used yeah. as a garnish just almost to, like decoration yeah yeah because in the past it's been a pretty expensive crop um you know it was large companies growing it and there's a short shelf life on it for restaurants so it's getting mass shipped so it's pretty expensive to get in your area um but yeah, so what a microgreen is, is it's just like your adult counterpart plant. So I like to use broccoli as an example. Um, so we grow broccoli just, you know, as your traditional broccoli would be, except it's harvested at a much younger stage. So it's harvested uh, typically between about one and three inches, right when it's at the cotyledon stage before it actually starts growing into its true plant. So that's when the plant is most nutrient dense. So it has all the nutrients in it that's going to uh, let it grow and then start dispersing it into other parts of the plant. So you're harvesting it 
when it just has all of that energy in there, all the nutrients, you know, vitamins, minerals, and, uh, you know, they taste delicious and they're just, mm-hmm. you know, a nutrient powerhouse. So they're very nutritional. Broccoli, in fact, is about 40 times as nutritious as adult broccoli. So wow. one ounce of broccoli microgreens is comparable to two and a half pounds of adult broccoli. My this gosh. is the way to do it. It's crazy. Now we, we bought some, Whitney and I just bought some Oh My Greens not too long ago. And I mean, it comes in like this big bundle, but it's just, I mean, these things are this tiny. It looks like a piece of grass that you just picked, went outside and, you what know, picked yeah. up off the, uh, out of the ground. And it's like, here's a piece of broccoli. It's, it's incredible. I mean, how do you, do you eat it just like regular, like you would just dose it like you would like on, if I'm eating like a chicken, like a meal of like chicken and pasta, these are things that I like include as one of the sides, or this is like something that you mix as like its own shake or its own meal in and of itself. Yeah, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, you can incorporate it in so many different ways. Some people, they'll just snack on it straight out of the container. But yeah, you can add it in with, you know, salads, mm-hmm. sandwiches, burgers, wraps. Um, you can pretty much incorporate it with just about any meal. So hot or cold. Yeah, dude, I, man, I actually where the hell's this been my whole right life. here, man. I put some in a smoothie, <laughs> like just some bananas and some berries and some microgreens, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, uh, y'all got some cool. um, wheatgrass too. How have you like that? Wheatgrass. The wheatgrass, you know what? So this is one of the things that I quickly pointed out when we did some wheatgrass shots the other day, the first time. We bought the, the wheatgrass from like the store, the store-bought wheatgrass. And, you know, you cut it, juice it, and then you take it back and you're like, God, this sucks. Yours, it's very sweet. It's a very sweet yeah wheatgrass it's it's interesting i mean you can drink more of it you can really consume more of it in one sitting before you're like all right i can't you know i can't do this anymore i mean it's potent but well, that, the that's been is my really experience good. yeah see so how's it is it matt is it more because it's so young is there different flavor profiles because my experience with doing stuff like that is like man this shit's nasty honestly like it's like <laughs> I, I just can't like i can't get it down like it's like a like a not green smoothie and it i know it's like feels like it, it looks healthy but like it doesn't taste that good so is there a difference between this type of stuff is it just is it more rich in flavor is it because it's young um is there any is there any change or science i guess behind that yeah for sure um so mainly the strain of wheatgrass that i grow there's quite a few different kinds i grow a hard it's called a hard winter spring um and it's a little sweeter than the other types of wheatgrass so that and then just when it's harvested wheatgrass is one of those crops that uh, you know, you really have about a two day window when it's ready. And yeah. if you let it go past that, then it just starts getting a little more fibrous and a little more bitter, like most people have had with their wheatgrass. Cause even with wheatgrass, uh, if you go to a juice bar, they're most likely getting it shipped from somewhere out of state. Uh, it could be grown in a greenhouse or outdoors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, possibly not in the same medium as I use. And, you know, it's just not as, not as flavorful. So when you yeah. get it, you know, through Oh My Greens, it's very fresh. It's delivered on the day of harvest. So you're getting it, um, you know, while it's still living nutrients in it. And yeah, it's, it's pretty tasty. What's up, friends? You know the drill. This is the Mountaineer Roasting Coffee Break. And look, MountaineerRoasting.com. That's where you're going to go right now. Pull out your iPhone, jump on your computer, type in MountaineerRoasting.com, scroll through their West Virginia roasted coffee, and place an online order. Hey, but look, right before you hit checkout, let me drop you this code. Use code MEDIA15. And if you use that code MEDIA15, boom, 15% comes right off your online order. And then the next week, you've got West Virginia Roasted delicious 
delicious coffee delivered right to your door. Check them out at mountaineerroasting.com. So you brought up a good point earlier about it was a rarity because it was an expensive crop. Why is it now that why what have you done to make it an inexpensive crop, at least for you? And to where, I mean, it's easily, it, it's, you can grow it very easily and you can transport it just as easily. What, what's kind of been the difference for you? How, how does that? You might not want to reveal the secret, CJ. This might be yeah, like maybe a trade not. Secret. I don't know. If, if, maybe if, that's not if even Big Green's listening to us. Kroger might be listening to us right now. <laughs> yeah. And who knows, you know, um, we might be in Kroger's here eventually. So oh, all right. Well, he's in a bunch of little um, places. He's at the Capital Market. You guys were there just yesterday on Sundays. You're at the Capital Market. You're in a couple of little boutiques and shops around Charleston. I know that iFit just picked you up, I think. So iFit24 yeah. is selling microgreens. So you are, I mean, you're working your way up, man. But go ahead, finish your initial thought. Yeah. So, you know, as far as getting the cost of them down, it's really just, you know, one, it being grown here locally. So it's all, you know, just delivered here locally. There's no shipping involved. Shipping adds a huge expense with microgreens because they need to stay refrigerated. Uh, not frozen, but just refrigerated. And then the shelf life, you know, would be so short to ship them that, you know, if you're trying to ship it states away and you're going, you know, two day air, that is really expensive. Um, so just being able to do it here local, you know, I'm buying seeds, you know, a bag of broccoli seeds has millions in there, you know, it'll be a 25 pound bag of, you know, broccoli seeds. And so it's gotcha. just, you know, buying everything in bulk and, you know, just scaling a company like you would with anything else, really. So what's, what's crazy about this, too, is I mean, it, that it started in Charleston. Really, it's only Charleston at this moment benefiting from this. I know you're expanding and you're going to Indianapolis, which I think is going to expand, you know, the exponential growth. But Charleston kind of it's, it's lucky it, you started it here. I mean, that is that's very cool. And, and this place is very fortunate to have, you know, like you said, you can't be in you know, how, what, what, how far can you be, how far can you be away from, uh, yeah, what's know, the radius? Can you get it to exactly Westchester, how far can you or? send it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So out of this location here in Charleston, we deliver out to Tate's Valley. Um, we'll probably be opening up a Huntington route here mm-hmm. soon, but, but yeah, we just opened up Indianapolis last week and, mm-hmm. you know, so we're really starting to grow that. And then, I think here in the uh, in the near future we'll be in Morgantown and some other places as well. But yeah, I'm super pumped about starting the business here in Charleston. One just to show, you know, possibly other young entrepreneurs. It's like, hey, even though we're here in Charleston or in West Virginia, right? Uh, you know, things are still possible. You know, you don't need to to go out to another city. Uh, it's like create something here and you know try and bring people bring people back here. So it's been amazing. You know, the support that I get. If I would have started this company in a larger city, uh, I don't believe it would have taken off as quickly. But man, the support that I get from, you know, West Virginians, that's insane compared to probably where else I could do it. We do. We, we support our own. I mean, it, it's cool to see someone saying, you know what, look, I'm going to take this government check that we all got. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm going to turn it into something that's uh, not just benefiting me, but benefiting the community. Um, what made you so you mentioned are you, are you from West Virginia? Did you, you said you moved to Charleston not too long ago? Like, where are you originally from? Um, are you from Charleston? I'm not from Charleston. I moved here about three years ago from okay. Indianapolis. My family has always lived here. You know, I've been gotcha. visiting here since I was a baby. But yeah, I moved here about three years ago. Okay. Gotcha. And then, so you said 
you know what, I'm going to make this home. I mean, do you, do you plan on making this your forever home? It just kind of has all oh, my greens changed. Maybe you're playing, maybe you were thinking something different now. It's just kind of like blossomed into like a whole new, whole new life game plan now for you. Yeah. You know, we're going to see where life uh, takes me. I had the opportunity this last year to move down to Florida and mm-hmm. uh, I ended up deciding to stay here. Just honestly, I've fallen in love with being here and the people here. Um, so I believe I'll always have a home here mm-hmm. and keep a home here. And, uh, but oh, my greens will always be headquartered here for, you know, even as it grows, um, you know, hundred percent, I'll have some type of warehouse facility here and, you know, hopefully be able to employ some locals and, uh, yeah. So, oh, my greens will, I think become a pretty big thing here in Charleston for like That's a awesome. national level. So yeah. super excited about that. We Cooper and I have this conversation probably every week on this podcast about what is the future of West Virginia looking like? And it's going to be to, to really have a thriving economy. You need a, a mix of big companies and smaller companies, you know, like and so, yeah. dude, exactly right. And so this is like such a, it, it's a, it's really a beautiful thing. I mean, to see that you have successfully grown, started a business in Charleston, West Virginia and almost outgrown, you know, it's shoe here in Charleston. So, you know, yeah. more power to you, man. That That is awesome. I did want to show Cooper. I don't know if you've seen these before or not, but uh, here I'll show you the, uh, I was looking up Trojan Landing. We'll get to that here in just a second, actually, um, which is where you're at right now. You're you're also a, a, a boating expert on the side. But uh, so this is kind of cool, though. These are how tiny they are. I mean, what am I looking at just, here? These are little. Uh... Yeah, these are some sunflowers. So how do you pick matt how how have you picked like what you can grow like what are okay um broccoli peas radish you have a spicy mix and then some sunflowers like what's oh, wow. uh, that's a lot that's more that looks like very yeah. rich and luscious i was i don't know what i was picturing but yeah that's a. Uh... so how do you how how do you pick like what you can grow or what you do grow are there more options than what you're already growing there are. Uh, so available to the public, uh, there's that menu that you just looked at. And mm-hmm. then there's a couple options that we just recently added uh, newly, like the wheatgrass and Southern Giant Mustard. But, um, you know, on the consumer side, I have to keep it pretty, not small menu, but uh, easily managed menu. Uh, but we have a much more extensive menu available to chefs. So we have a whole private chef's page. Um Gotcha. And it's, it's pretty cool. So, you know, chefs, they like some, uh, it's very interesting microgreens and they're a lot more difficult to grow the timing on them. Uh, you know, it can take two to three times as long to grow, um, you know, those first, these ones that you're looking at now. Um, but yeah, yeah, so there'll be a couple more that we add on in the, in the future as things move on, but now was this was this your first entrepreneurial? So CJ mentioned you're um, you're a boat. I don't know. He called you a boat expert. I don't know. I don't know what the, <laughs> yeah, what that the extent was of that a... means. If you're uh, if you're racing boats, if you're fixing boats, if you're <laughs> doing whatever. But like, did you? I mean, is this your first leap in entrepreneurship? I mean, so you quickly understood like social media is important. You got really high quality images of your product. Um, you're building relationships with the community. Like, are, are you learning entrepreneurship on the fly with also building and growing? Uh, you know produce you're a producer now like you're a farmer right i mean like like are, yeah. are you learning both of these things at the same exact time or is this something that um maybe you had experience doing before no i am uh as green as the plant when it comes to entrepreneurship <laughs> so i've just been you know it's always been a dream of mine and i just yeah. never have known when to uh or how to get into it and then you know this opportunity came up but 
yeah, I've just been learning as time goes on and, you know, with the internet nowadays and the access you have, you mm-hmm. know, if you want to learn something, you 100% can. So, uh, because you, know, you, you use YouTube to teach yourself whatever you need to know, honestly. Yeah. So, you know, it's like marketing, teach myself. And then, you know, also both my parents work with me now and, you know, my dad has been a huge help on everything here on the back end, um, you know, with the website design and mm-hmm. just SEO and all of that. So huge help there. But yeah, as far as all the advertising and stuff goes, it's just learning as you go. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's been somewhat stressful because I'm trying to grow a consumer side of the business and, you know, get things more managed here while also growing a licensing side of the business for other locations all at the same time. Right. Um, so it's a lot, it's, you know, it's for sure a lot of work, but you know, I'm in it to win it. So it's like, I'll work hard, you know, right now and reap the rewards later. So I love it. I love it. Now talk to me about the, like, how much space do you need? Like, where are you growing all of these things at? Is it like in your backyard or you get like a warehouse? Like, where are you doing all this like agriculture? Yeah. So I converted my living room, completely gutted it out, uh, put new walls up, new flooring, uh, you know, air conditioning, heat, um, you know, plumbing, all of that. So it's just a full indoor growth facility that's in my living room. I no longer have a living room. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's, that's where it's all grown. It's all grown okay. on vertical racks under led lights. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's just a big in, indoor farm now. And you, uh, now like you got, you go through each morning and like, I'm picturing you water these with like a little uh, <laughs> thing or like, like you got, like you have a whole filtration system. Like, how does that, how does that work? Like the maintenance, the day-to-day care of them. Yeah. So I hand water everything. Um, it's pretty, the watering of it's pretty easy. You know, I have plumbing actually ran in there now. So I just have a, you know, like an extension wand that I can lift everything up and water it from, okay. but, um, but yeah, there's definitely, there's a lot of work that goes into it. When I first started this, you know, cause I still work a full-time job. It wasn't that bad because I was doing it on a very small scale. So I was like, Oh, you know, this isn't, this isn't too much work. And then as things just started growing more and more, um, you know, trying to grow 60 to 80 trays a week, that's, it's, that's a lot. it's a lot of work. <laughs> so. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And, and your parents are helping out, right? A little bit, at least. Uh, yeah. That's a yeah. big time. Yeah. So that's, that's been very helpful for me. So they help out quite a bit. It does feel like we are in this age and I don't know if it's generational or what, but there is a bit of a renaissance of health and fitness, right? It does feel like we are in an an age right now where what you put in your body is being prioritized more so than it was 20 years ago. Um, So I think you're kind of hitting, you know, you're hitting the nail on the head with what you're doing. So I hope that it continues to trend in that direction because I do think that that is important. And I do think it's kind of our generation that's leading the charge with that in a sense. So um, do you it's kind perfect of time. It's, it's the pandemic too, right? I mean, how much people, Matt, do you hear, hear people say like, Matt, I'm just trying to take care of my body so I can be, yeah, so I can like, beat COVID. Like God exactly bless if I get COVID, I want said. to be like, I want to be tougher. I want to be stronger. I want to be more immune. You know, has that been a big factor in the business you think? Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, and, you know, I hear it from people all the time that, uh, you know, when COVID happened, they started, you know, getting more into their health. And, right. uh, you know, I think that's the case for a lot of people because, you know, it really disrupted lives of just about everybody. So when you go from working, you know, 40 hours a week and you're just on that normal routine to when things got shut down, 
you know, you just really start reflecting on other things and you have more time to focus on yourself, what makes you happy. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so it's hundred percent played a, a big part in it. So what now I'm trying to get on this, like healthy like eating, eating clean, healthy thing. What would you say? Like, if I had to eat like, a, like which, which green should I special? Like what's like the most bang for your buck? Like what are the top few things that I should incorporate into my diet? Are you talking uh, like Green microgreens or just yeah, 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 with like microgreens? Like, what are the ones that, in your opinion, like, do you have a go-to? Do you start your morning with something? Do you end your night with something? Or like, always at your lunch? Is there a certain one that you uh, your go-to? You know, I think an important thing with uh, dieting, especially on more of a plant-based, is variety. Uh, so not even just microgreens in particular, but just to really you know maximize your nutritional intake. It's you know variety. So, but uh, yeah, of course with microgreens, I have a smoothie about every day with the sunflowers, peas, I had a banana and apple in it. Um, it's amazing, but also wheatgrass, wheatgrass has so many, uh, nutritional benefits. It's insane. So, uh, you know, I always advise somebody that, you know, go a week and try and do an ounce of wheatgrass every day and see if you can feel the, feel the difference. Feel the difference. Yeah, yeah. CJ, what do you think? You've been eating wheatgrass. You're like a Uh, dude. I'm telling you, the wheatgrass. Now, it 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 is like one of those things. You you have to train yourself to like it a little bit. It's the first time that you take it down. The first time you kick it back, it's kind of like a shot. We do shots of wheatgrass. It's like Mm -hmm. it's one of those things that makes the the stomach (laughs) rumble a little bit. The guts start moving, and you're like, okay, I don't know if I'm feeling working. (laughs) No, I agree. Actually, and Matt, we um we're, we're. we, we, we did the, the banana and the apple and we're going to work on, we're working on a video and a blog post about some of the stuff that you did right now. Whitney Wetzel's making her return to mountaineermedia.org. So that's a little inside joke for anybody that's been following us. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, no, man, I, I do think that it's working. And, and I think part of this discussion is it's not just about incorporating microgreens into your diet. I mean, that's, that's almost the easy part. The hard part is scaling back on the other bad stuff, you know, Oreos. Well, not even just the Oreos, but instead of doing Chick-fil-A three or four times a week, you know, scale minus one or, you know, whatever it is like at the end of the day, that's the hard part to me in my eyes. So, you know, the dieting part is is difficult. The plant-based diet. Oh my gosh. I mean, there are people that are, are fully raw all day, every day. There are people that are fully raw until four o'clock and then they'll have a cooked meal. You know, there, there are certain levels of plant-based diets that to me right. is just like, okay, I need a, you know, a, a little raised rub on some chicken every now and then, but uh, you know, like yeah. it's, it's hard. I mean, where do you is- fall, Matt? Are you like, are you completely green vegetarian? Are you, you eat steaks, you know, chicken as well? Or like, where are you at on that whole realm? Yeah, no, I still eat meat. Uh, not near as much as I used to. I eat a lot more plant-based now. Uh, yeah you know indian dishes is one of my favorite cuisines and a lot of that's vegetarian so i eat that a lot but uh you know a lot of people when they think of plant-based or totally vegan um you know it's a hard concept to kind of grasp but you know really if granted if you have the time to prepare meals and you know cook you can make some amazing plant-based meals that if you put it up to bat with uh you know a normal meat meal uh you know the vegan one might win um so there's there's really good ones but it is you know it's just a big change so when you've been you know eating meat for 30 years and all of a sudden you're about to stop like that's 
you know, mentally, physically, you're going to go through yeah. a change. Um, yeah. But no, I still, I still eat meat. It's hard to, it's hard to not have steak sometimes. Friends, family, acquaintances, random strangers that we are so fortunate to have listen to our podcast, I wanted to bring your attention to something called Raise Rub. Raise Rub is a West Virginia original recipe seasoning that I use and thousands of other people use on just about anything they cook. Beef, chicken, hell, throw it on your vegetables, whatever you want, Raise Rub gets the job done and it's delicious and it's got an amazing story brody we had him on the podcast his father passed away he's carrying on the legacy of his father in this west virginia family recipe seasoning so it's great stuff where do you get it from well jump over to amazon we all love amazon it comes to your house in two days if you have prime place an order 12 dollars for a massive bottle that will last you months it's delicious i use it all the time raise rub available on amazon I hear her voice in the morning hour, she calls me. Radio reminds me of my home far away. All right, I'll stop singing there. But look, if you're listening to this outside the state and you're thinking, man, I would love to be back in West Virginia. I just got to find a job. I don't know where to start. Listen here, I've got the perfect thing for you. If you go to beamountaineer.com, you'll get connected with the team at Mountaineer Employment Solutions. They are a premier cutting-edge, technology-based talent acquisition firm. It's a fancy title. Bottom line, they help you get a job. And if you're a small business owner in West Virginia and you're trying to hire dozens and dozens of employees, contact them. They work with all, all kinds of business owners, right? They do the hard stuff, the paperwork, the HR, the hiring, and the firing if that needs to happen. They help you get talent to your business and if you're on the employee side and you're looking for a job they'll get you connected with a dream job they'll get you rooted and call west virginia forever home so country roads take me home be a forever mountaineer by going to be a mountaineer.com i mean there are all of these studies that suggest for athletes not even just the normal body but even athletes can get more out of a plant-based diet than a meat-based diet. You know, they th protein, you think you've got to eat steaks and chicken, but that's not necessarily the case. You can get protein from other ways and, you know, and build your body and recover from injuries faster on plant-based diets. Mm -hmm. At least that's the, you know, there are studies out there that suggest that, but I mean, it's, the, again, like I said, there was this new wave of health and fitness coming through. And I think it's like plant-based diet. It, it's, it's, that is a, a massive you know, peace going forward for people. I mean, people are going to incorporate more veggies and fruits into their diets, I think more than they had before, at least in my eyes. I, I do think that we're just seeing more organic shelves and in, in places and, you know, in, in restaurants and stores. And so anyway. Well, I mean, I mean, probably too. I mean, like I see it in retirement planning. I mean, America's in a retirement planning crisis. The vast majority of Americans are not saved and uh, well planned for retirement. I would say the same thing is true for diet. I mean, America is one of the most overweight, specifically West Virginia yeah, is no one question. of the most unhealthiest overweight you know, poor diet consuming folks. I mean, that's just straight up facts. Like we can't dance around that. Like our, and you could say that's, you know, a million different issues, healthcare issues. One, we don't have access to fresh greenery places like yourself. We've got a million dollar generals. It's much easier for someone to take a trip to a dollar general and get some prepackaged food that's, you know, high in preservatives and, you know, corn syrup and all the, the terrible things for your body versus places like what you're trying to do is promote healthy living. Um, 
So I think it's just a matter of, uh, look, we need to wake up and face some music that our country mm-hmm. and our region is extremely unhealthy. And we better start caring about what goes in our body, because if not, this is what leads to all these systemic healthcare problems. Um, and it starts with what you put in your body. So, I mean, you're doing a public good, right? I mean, you're not just building a business. You're trying to improve health outcomes in the region. And what better place to do it in one of the most unhealthy regions, unfortunately, than West Virginia. So, I mean, definitely, that's certainly commendable. And I hope you kind of, you feel that pride that you're you're combating a very systemic and, you know, serious problem within that, the Appalachian, you know, region. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and yeah, I'm very pleased with, you know, how well everything has worked so far for starting it here in West Virginia, just because the obesity rate is high. And, right. you know, when you drive around Charleston, uh, there's not that many, uh, you know, just healthy options that are around. And, uh, you know, some more are starting to come to light, which is really great. But, um, you know, and I started all this just being down at the capital market. That's kind of how I got the brand exposure out there. And, you know, the capital market, as far as things to do here in Charleston, I think it's one of the best. Um, oh, it's you the know, best. it's just a great atmosphere down there. I, I love being down there. Um, and then, you know, of course, there's just so much great produce and it's colorful and like, yeah, you know, it's pretty great. But, um, yeah, to show that this business can work here in West Virginia with the obesity rate, it's a really good sign because moving into other cities that they are a little more health conscious, um, you know, it's definitely a good thing that it started working out well here. So. Well, as you mentioned, West Virginia has a way of like, like networking and helping. Well, like we heard, you know, I think we mentioned maybe to Nicole, we had Nicole Green Jenkins on the podcast and she was familiar with you, obviously, and the big, She's fan, a big of, fan of yours, big, yeah. big fan of the work. Um, but West Virginia culture, it seems like that's, you can build those collaborations. Like I almost want to introduce you to a guy we had on CJ, um, Chad Morrison, the guy who runs Mountaineer Food, uh, Food Bank. Like that'd be, I don't know if you know him, Matt, but that'd be a great resource. He's the CEO of Mountaineer Food Bank. I mean, they, they're they a nonprofit that delivers food all across West Virginia. Um, maybe a good person to, to talk to and network with. I just think that um, our culture in West Virginia not only embraces that, but that's how a lot of things get done. It's because so-and-so knows somebody. We're more than willing to extend an invite or open a door where we see fit um, as a people. So I, I think starting a business here, they sure grow it elsewhere, build your brand, grow it elsewhere. But, you know, I'm, of course, biased. We're all West Virginians. We think this is the best place. But it it, it does make sense why I think you get embraced when some people can see you. Hey, look, this person has genuine intentions. Mm-hmm. They're putting effort and time and energy and resources into our community. Yeah. Like this is someone who we should celebrate and truly embrace because we're all frustrated and we're tired of change. And we don't want another big thing coming in that doesn't feel like it's, you know, directly impacting West Virginians in a full circle way. Um, so I'm, I don't know, yeah. man, that, that's awesome. I'm, I'm proud. And, uh, uh, I think it's just really, really cool that you're doing that here. And, and, uh, we commend you for all, for that work and, you know, making West Virginia a healthy, more higher quality of life, uh, life place. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's next? You've moved to Indianapolis. The last time that we talked, you said that you were getting some feelers about investing investment opportunities, people investing in you, uh, potentially giving you some capital to help expand. Where is some of like the business side of Oh My Greens at? Oh My Greens at right now? Yeah. So right now, yeah, I've had interest from quite a few investors, which, you know, I have not gone out seeking that. So it's been really cool that just kind of organically that's come to me. Uh, Yeah, yeah, flattering for sure. And I haven't taken any, you know, outside money yet. And, uh, you know, I may or I may not in the future. But yeah, just opened up Indianapolis. So I have one farm. 
out there right now. And then we're going to be opening up a second. So essentially those are like my proof of concepts. So there's some speed bumps that I know that are going to, you know, kind of come up and I want to know how to work through those in a larger city um, and just kind of get everything really, you know, just fine tuned and running smooth. And, you know, then we're just going to start expanding like crazy because, uh, even for expanding, you know, oh my greens, it doesn't take a lot of capital to do it as I'm licensing mm-hmm. it out. So um, it's a really great way for other entrepreneurs that want to get into this. Um, you know, since I'm giving them business in a box, you know, I'm walking them through everything right. we're handling, marketing. Um, you know, just yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome setup. So I think what it's going to be, you know, here probably over the next year. Uh, it's going to be incredible. We're going to be in so many places and we're going to have a great team of other entrepreneurs that are young, healthy, and really just, you know, fit the fit. So that's awesome, man. Well, look, yeah. congratulations. I mean, you turned a government uh, check and, um, <laughs> you know, it was, don't call it a handout because it was like, you know, the government, you know, I think a lot of people largely like, Hey, look, this is needed that we needed an injection of capital into society to keep people afloat. You saw that as an opportunity to yep. uh, turn it into a business, man. So that's just, uh, it's an incredible story, man. That's what, uh, it's exactly the type of small business and entrepreneurship that we like to highlight here on the, on the podcast. And we'll talk offline because I've got some people I want to introduce you to, um, just from a networking and business perspective uh, but man congratulations and you know thanks for uh thanks for jumping on here and sharing your story with our listener yeah of course thanks for having me okay everybody that's going to do it for this episode thank you again matt for coming on and sharing your story wildly successful so far we wish you nothing but the best moving forward because we know that there is even more success in your future you you can just tell this thing is taking off like a rocket and we're really rooting for you man that's such an awesome story so hey and if anybody that's still listening is interested in purchasing microgreens from matt hey check out his website ohmygreens.app you can sign up for weekly deliveries of several different vegetables that are in microgreen form so very cool if you're interested in that Also, for anybody that caught the beginning of the episode, we're starting a second podcast. How crazy is that? Two sides of the same mountain. Kaylee Young and Josh Higginbotham are going to be discussing politics in West Virginia. So a lot going on for us right now. If you're looking for more information on that, head over to our website. We've got a new tab up there, two sides of the same mountain. Click on that. Read a little bit into who Kayla and Josh are and a little bit more about the podcast. We're going to be launching that very, very soon. So stick around. A lot going on. But as always, we thank you for your support and we'll be back here soon.